1: Welcome to everyone listening.
0: Thank you guys for being here this week. We
1: know you've tuned back in for another edition of Tarot Talk and Astro Update.
0: So good. So, so good. Good. What do you have for us today, Holly? Well,
1: Carol, thank you for asking. Um, I would like to talk to you guys about tarot decks. And um, for those of you who are interested in learning the tarot, yes, Carol, you were raising your hand.
0: I've already learned it, but I'm always interested in learning more.
1: (laughs) Good. Good, because you're going to. (laughs) Okay, good. So, um, yeah, so I thought I would talk about the tarot a little bit, how you find a good deck to learn from that we'll do some tarot readings and then you've got an astro update for us, correct? Of course. Perfect. All right. That's what you guys can look forward to as we continue with this episode. First off, um, so if you want to learn how to read the tarot and you need to find a tarot deck, um, it can be a bit of an arduous task. So choosing a deck that you click with, I think, is imperative to the learning process for reading the tarot. Um, The deck that you pick will assist you in understanding the tarot, connecting to its imagery, and really learning to trust yourself because at the end of the day, Tarot is really a exercise of self-trust, knowing that what you're getting is correct information. And if you're not quite sure how to find said deck then below are a few things to take into consideration when deciding which deck to choose. And I'm saying that because I'm reading this. No, I was so going to say below, where are they supposed to look? <laughs> <laughs> this is a visual uh, podcast. Uh, visual. No. Um, so the tarot has evolved tremendously since its rustic birth of the 15th century Italian Renaissance period. Though the tarot had endured much iteration by different artists over the years, By far, the most influential of those tarot decks and the deck most tarot students learn from is the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot Mm -hmm. deck produced by U.S. Games. This deck traces its roots back to 1909 when Arthur Edward Waite and Pamela Coleman-Smith, two members of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, modernized the tarot to 1909 sensibilities. They updated the deck's imagery and fully illustrated all 78 tarot cards. This deck soon became the tarot industry gold standard and acted as the model for subsequent tarot decks. Modern decks reinterpret the Rider-Waite-Smith artwork through their own unique spin, but keep enough of the RWS markers so the tarot reader can identify the message of the card. Many students choose to learn from the RWS deck, First, as the imagery and meanings make it possible to read nearly any tarot deck or any deck that uses the RWS as its base. And most of them do. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't, but most of them do. Yeah. Uh, when I began learning the tarot, I too began with the RWS deck, but I had a difficult time connecting to its imagery. In my opinion, it wasn't a very intuitive deck and the imagery was hard for me personally to connect to. However, many people will learn what certain symbols or images in the RWS deck mean and use that knowledge to interpret these cards. I was overwhelmed by the amount of symbology, different meanings and layers within the cards. I didn't feel like I truly connected to these cards and I struggled to read spreads without constantly consulting my book for for guidance or self-assurance.
0: Yeah, I um studied that one too and did you get a sense that the interpretations were a bit negative? The meanings? I don't
1: recall. I thought they were kind of that, dark. but maybe they were. And it was 1909. Things were much darker in those yeah. days. So oh, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, we're they? <laughs> (laughs) Um, I was eventually gifted the mythic tarot deck and Mm -hmm. you know, they always say you're ready to learn the tarot when someone gives you a deck. When somebody gifts it to you, right. Um, this was the deck that clicked for me. Actually, uh, the imagery was clean, simple, beautiful, and was easier for me to connect to than the RWS. It also helped that the mythic tarot is a story-based deck and I'll get into that in a minute what that means. It made learning the tarot much easier for me, and soon I was providing accurate readings for others with no need to consult a book for backup. Based off of my experience learning the tarot, my suggestion is to look for a deck that really clicks with you. It doesn't have to be the RWS. In fact, I use the RWS deck now all the time, but I needed the Mythic Tarot to help me build a foundational understanding in the tarot before the RW desk deck could make more sense for me. Therefore, finding the right deck, I think, is imperative. What Absolutely. do you think about that, Carol? Yeah.
0: Oh, I second that. It's it's amazing how certain decks can really get to you. You'll, when you just are in sync with your deck because you love it and it just speaks to you, you love the art, you yeah. love the meanings and everything. Yeah. It just speaks uh, to your You get soul. better readings. You, or your you intuition. Get, yeah. Yeah, you do get better readings from it. What was um, your deck that you learned off of? Um, the Cosmic Tarot. Oh. And it was gifted to me initially. Yeah. yeah. And then I tried to learn from the Thoth deck or oh, Thoth. Yeah. Um, Toth, I think Thoth? I heard it
1: was pronounced, Thoth? Toth, but maybe Thoth? I'm wrong. It's spelled T-H-O-T-H. We should have probably looked at it. Yeah, I did. But I did the um, one of my uh, tarot episodes. I mm-hmm. think it was pronounced Toth. Okay, so
0: yeah, I've I've heard it like Thoth and Thoth and all yeah. of that. So, yeah. but I I got that one, and that was very difficult for me.
1: Yeah, well, it's Aleister Crowley, and mm-hmm. it's kind of more. I think. Deeply cerebral, you know, because he kind of was that way. He was a Mm -hmm. deep arts person, dark arts. Yeah, Yeah.
0: there was so much to it. Like it combined the elements and all these other types of things into the symbology, which um, Mm -hmm. if you're a beginner, you're probably not going to pick up all the nuances from that. I agree.
1: Yep, I agree. So so what I was talking about with the Mythic Tarot, which Mm -hmm. is the deck I really learned off of... um, It is a story-based deck. And what I mean by that is that the mythic tarot deck was correlated with the stories of the Greek myths. Love it. I love it too. Each suit in the Minor Arcana used the imagery to tell one Greek myth through the entire suit. Which happened to correlate perfectly to what each tarot card happened to mean. So that was interesting that they were able to find that correlation.
0: Easy to memorize, though. Oh way. yes. Super Especially easy. if you know your Greek myths. That's right. And with these this deck,
1: you only had to learn a few of the stories to really understand instantly what each card was trying to say, which I really, really liked. So for example, the suit of cups tells the story of Eros and Psyche, and that's one of the Greek myths. The imagery in the mythic tarot's Ace of Cups introduces us to Psyche. She's a beautiful young girl. She's holding a large cup, and she's standing in the ocean. This card represents Psyche just before she is to meet her future husband, Eros. She is full of hope and excitement for the future and knows that she is worth a wonderful husband, just as the tarot's Ace of Cups meaning would suggest. So the Ace of Cups indicates self-love, happiness, ready for romance, or ready for love. Yeah. The next card shows Psyche tied up on an island with the young god Eros, Eros is the Greek name for Cupid, fluttering his wings behind her. (laughs) In the Greek myth, Um, This is based off of Aphrodite has sent her son Eros to kill Psyche because Aphrodite is intimidated by Psyche's beauty and she does not want to be overshadowed by Psyche's beauty. She wants to be the most beautiful of all the people or goddesses there is. Mm -hmm. However, Eros upon seeing Psyche pricks himself with one of his own arrows and falls deeply in love with her. In the tarot, the two of cups indicates the beginning of a new romance. In the mythic tarot, this card shows us Eros and Psyche meeting for the first time, which is the beginning of their great romance.
0: Yeah. It's like the soulmates card. That's right. Yes. It can also mean best friends. Yes. Or business partnerships. Or partnerships. Yes. Totally. Blessed partnerships. That's right. Uh, The next card is the Three of Cups, which
1: shows Eros and Psyche getting married, surrounded by three mermaids who have come to celebrate their nuptials. The Three of Cups in the tarot means marriage, celebration, socializing, etc. Party! Party! Party. That's right. The rest of the suits flows easily with the rest of the love story between Eros and Psyche, which is fraught with a little bit of drama. And it happens to correlate perfectly to the meaning of each card. So it's a perfect... Um, story to correlate with the, the tarot deck for have that you, suit.
0: Have you ever had the three of cups represent when somebody's having an affair? <laughs> yes, it can be a crowd. That. Yes, yes, same. It absolutely that can comes that. up yes. for me in reading for sure. for sure.
1: So, when you're using the mythic tarot and you're trying to learn the tarot, you pull one of the mythic tarot cards. All you really have to do is remember what it means in a love story of Eros and Psyche, and you know what that card means. So if you're pulling a cup right. card, you'll, you're gonna know what that means pretty easily because you're identifying it with where they are in the story. Yeah, And that to me was the thing that, because I'm a story-based person, I like stories. And, and that's what it was about this deck in particular that I really liked. Each individual card in the Major Arcana also tells a story from Greek mythology or focuses on one particular Greek character. So when you learn the story or the character, you could easily identify what the card meant. So, for example, the emperor is exemplified by Zeus, who is the most dominant and powerful of all the gods and represents a commanding force. The the emperor in the tarot represents a CEO or head of a business, army, or family. In other words, he is a very powerful, typically male figure who takes control of any situation and leads others, just like Zeus. I mean, that could be a female, but it's representing the personality type. It's the masculine archetype. That's right. Yeah. that's
0: Testosterone. Yes. For sure.
1: For sure. So, when choosing a tarot deck, look at it from a story point of view, if that's what works for you. Does the deck tell a story of its own, like the mythic tarot? Can you easily attach your own stories or personalities to each card? Uh, Because if you personalize it, that's going to make it even easier for you. Do any of the court cards look like people that you know? Um, The court cards being the page, the knight, the queen, or the king of each suit. The cups, the swords, the wands, or the pentacles. Anything you can do to help you remember the essence of each card's meanings and create a greater emotional attachment to the deck is an excellent resource for learning to read the cards. So another element to consider in choosing a tarot deck is the imagery. If you like the art in a tarot deck, then it's easier to connect to it and work with it. When evaluating the art, it is important to ask yourself the following questions. What style of art do you connect to the best? Is it art deco, simplistic, abstract, cartoonish? How does the art make you feel? Do you like cards with heavy detail or are they simple and clean? Do you like lighter pastel colors or dark and gothic and vibrant? Do the images tell a story and do you like the story that they tell? Do the cards speak to you intuitively? What is the theme of the deck? Do you like vampires, witches, fairies, etc., or do you prefer no theme at all? Angels. Angels. Yes, that's right. Uh, what's your favorite card and why? What's your least favorite card and why? What are the facial expressions on the court cards, and how do you feel about these personalities? By asking yourself these questions, you can get a feel for how you connect to a deck of cards. Eventually, you will find one that mesmerizes you and you can't put it down. Sometimes this will be your learning deck, but other times it will just be a cool deck that you wanna have on hand. The key is to find a deck that puts you at ease, does not intimidate you, and it helps if you genuinely like it. Once you have evaluated a tarot deck's imagery, go to the next step, card stock. Card stock. Card stock. (laughs) Very important. I would suggest holding the deck in your hand. Hopefully, the store will have a sample deck on hand to play with. This is important because as you learn the tarot, you will be shuffling these cards a lot, and with shuffling comes wear and tear and bending of the cards. You want a deck to be flexible enough to shuffle easily, but not so flimsy that it tears. Avoid cards made of extra thick cardstock as they can clump together and resist the flow of the shuffle. Another thing to take into account is the size of the cards. Mm-hmm. If the cards are too large or small, they can be very difficult to shuffle. The Rider-Waite Smith does have a great size and perfect card stock for adequate flexibility and frequent shuffling. The Mythic Tarot, though a great deck with beautiful imagery, is a bit large in size and can be challenging to shuffle. Try shuffling the cards to see how they feel in your hands. Are they easy to shuffle or awkward? If they are awkward, you may find that your client or querents find them awkward too. Play around until you find a deck that feels easy to shuffle, is flexible but sturdy, with no tearing, and the perfect size for your hand. Another thing, though, that we've talked about too is there's, I think there's debate about, do you shuffle or do you do the um, thing where you rifle the deck? So where you you know, you have the deck in your hand and you take little chunks at a time and place
0: it in different orders. So a lot of people like that because oftentimes cards will just pop out on their own when you're doing the rifling and they Mm -hmm. think that that's a signal of an extra card that your intuition is selecting for you. Yeah, I personally like shuffling versus rifling.
1: I like shuffling too. I have always been a shuffler.
0: I I've tried always been to learn a shuffler the ruffle,
1: too. The rifling of, or I don't know if that's the word for it. Shuffle um,
0: ball change for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like the cards don't get. Um, mixed distributed enough. enough yeah yeah i agree
0: Same.
1: so by reviewing this imagery on the decks the card stock and the story element to each deck you can find the deck that truly clicks with you which will help expedite your learning process dramatically so any of you out there who read the tarot what do you think um what do you like in your tarot decks for those of you who are new to the tarot what are you drawn to do you like to collect them? And if so, are there certain types, companies, or authors, or illustrators that you prefer? Let us know in your comments on our Instagram page. That'd be great. So I brought with me today the Mythic Tarot to use for our tarot readings today. And the Mythic Tarot was produced by Juliet Sherman burke and Liz Green with illustrations by Tricia Newell. This deck came out in 1986. They revamped it um, a couple years ago. And the new artist is a guy named Giovanni Caselli, and he basically computerized the imagery that was already created by Trisha Newell. I personally think the Trisha Newell deck is better. And right now I am looking on Etsy and it looks like they're trying to sell the original deck for $185, wow. which is quite a bit of money for
0: Yeah, you're not going to spend usually that much. Not on a typically, tarot deck. but
1: I think it's one of
0: those out of print
1: decks. And so mm-hmm. it's um, important. It's, it's popular in the tarot industry. Mm-hmm. The computerized version that Giovanni Caselli did, I have that one too. I don't like it as much. I don't think it's as good. The computer art does not, Translate Do it for, for me. you, no, mm-hmm. not so much, but anyway, art is important. Art is important when you're picking out your tarot
0: deck, so yeah. My deck today is the Impressionist Tarot. Oh, cool. Speaking of art, yeah, um, this one is uh, the artwork's done by Arturo Pica and is by Corrine Kenner. It's really beautiful. There's you know, all the major arcana, famous paintings by. Monet, oh, you know, cool. so it's like um, an art Vegas, history deck. Van Gogh, yeah, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about these famous paintings, yeah. um, this can really resonate with you and being a huh. very good deck, so I'm going to be reading from that today, That's and great. I thought it would be really kind of fun to have a competition. Oh, okay, what's the competition going to be? The competition of who has the better deck, <laughs> here. and I know it's all relative, right? Sure. But let's see what the tarot say cuz we know in tarot and we'll explain it when we get back and do our reading but there are certain cards that definitely can tell you who are who is the winner in the reading. My guess is both decks are going to think that they're the better deck. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be right back. I'm accusing Holly of cheating already cuz she's got this smirk on her face. I don't know why. You look very mischievous right now.
1: I'm just waiting for you to pull your cards. <laughs> see who's got the better tarot deck.
0: I got the Knight of Pentacles. And we, we we know that Pentacles is the superior suit. No, you just made that up. No, I didn't. <laughs> Everybody knows that is Pentacles the is the best. No. It is the best no, one. No, no. And it's a knight. Like knights are like part of the upper class. Hello. What did you get? eight of wands oh yeah this i have
1: dolphins no. in my imagery and mm-hmm. i have a ship moving swiftly forward which means my tarot deck kicks your tarot decks ass
0: i don't think so i, I, I think, think so. everybody agrees that knights no. trump no. no the lower no yes no. eights no. nines no. tens no. yes you said so yourself they just your represent
1: people and personalities that's all episode. they represent hmm no mm-hmm no.
0: Anyway. Yay! Impressionist Tarot. Love ya. You guys need to tell the us winner. what you
1: think. Who <laughs> won near Carol? I had the beautiful Eight of Wands with
0: dolphins. It does mean good news. Yeah. And it is, Carol a, had it is a positive card. Knight of Pentacles. No. <laughs> Trumpy. he looked pretty dressed up and buttoned Night, up to uh, me knight of
1: pentacles means he's digging his heels in and he's not going anywhere he's no just gonna, you know, it's boring no yeah okay no. so he's
0: what, do you, news, what do you got good
1: news financially. what do you have for us for the
0: astro thing? <laughs> all right guys that was a lot of fun um <laughs> i'm going to talk about everyone's favorite topic in astrology can oh. you guess what it is um my birthday horoscope no no although that's probably up there in the top 10 for you Probably, yeah. At least. Mine also. (laughs) Uh, Mercury retrograde. Oh, God. Oh, my God. yes, Yes. In fact, I probably don't even have to explain it to you listeners what this means because if you've had your car battery dying, computer problems, general brain fogginess, other electronic issues or paperwork mistakes and reworks, then you probably have blamed it on or somebody has suggested that... Maybe it's mercury retrograde. I thought it was menopause. (laughs) That's what I thought it was. Well, (laughs) maybe that's for older people (laughs) and younger people. It's mercury retrograde. I'm not that old and I'm experiencing it. (laughs) Therefore, I've always thought, fuck, my car battery's low. Menopause. It's menopause. Yeah. Well, mercury retrograde is definitely in flux. This planet Mercury, which influences communication, appears to reverse its direction in the sky in 2023 three times. Oh, oh lucky us.
1: What's the average for Mercury retrograde?
0: How you often know, does that happen? I don't think it's three times. I think it's like just a couple times a year.
1: Uh 2023 is a bad one then.
0: Yeah, it's actually I think it's four times. It just didn't start um in Uh, January, 2023, but we just, we like, we came out of it in like January 18th, but I'm just counting the ones where it starts in 2023. So the first one started on April 21st and ends on May 14th. Mm -hmm. So when this airs, we're probably just coming out of it. We're just starting to be at the end of Mercury retrograde. I think this will probably air second week of May. Yeah, I think you're about right. Okay. Yeah. And it'll happen again on August 23rd to September 14th. And then the last Mercury retrograde of the year happens from December 13th To January 1st of 2024. So, during my birthday. Yes, I know. (laughs) Terrible, terrible. According to the New York Times, but maybe it means you're going to be celebrating two times your birthday a redo. Maybe. A redo. (laughs) Um, According to the New York Times, psychologists are hearing their patients bring up far too often in therapy sessions Mercury retrograde, (laughs) using this term as a catch all phrase for when anything wrong happens in their life. That's pretty funny they're like my problems it's mercury retrograde so it's so funny this article said that psychologists are having to learn all these astrology terms to kind of like communicate (laughs) with their (laughs) patients that's great uh the backward motion of any planet in the zodiac is actually an optical illusion from our perspective on earth mercury does change direction each time it reaches its furthest distance from the sun The relative positions of Earth and Mercury and how they move around the sun make it look like Mercury spends time in reverse, but the planet isn't actually moving backwards. Mercury, which rules all forms of communication, logical thinking, electronics, and gadgets for communication, travel, and connections of all kinds, can be blamed for anything wonky in this area. And unfortunately, for Virgo and Gemini... Because Mercury rules these zodiac signs, the retrogrades will always affect you in some way. Mm. And while many people do feel Mercury retrograde can create chaos in the world, astrologists say Mercury retrograde is a gift for a second chance do-over. It is allowing a grace period for revisiting a past mistake, project, or relationship. Hmm. Mercury retrograde can also bring back people from our past and like from the spark. Dead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it goes that far back, but maybe oh, you know, maybe ghosts are more active during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> that would be an interesting study, Ollie. Hmm. Um, but it can bring back people from our past and spark communication from old relationships and perhaps opportunities to visit familiar places or cherish old memories. It is cool to think that you can turn back time and could perfect something, perhaps, you know, rushing through the first time where now you're finding mistakes. So how do you best handle these periods of Mercury retrograde, you ask, Holly? How do you best handle these periods of Mercury retrograde, Carol? Well, thank you, Holly. Well, you just take a bit of extra time to double check the details. It's the devil in the details, right? Okay. Especially any written communication and travel plans. Maybe attach those Apple tag trackers to items you typically lose when you're distracted. And before sending out that email, please read it twice. A lot of people really regret sending out emails during Mercury (laughs) Retrograde. And make sure you don't sign any important contracts if at all possible during this period. Also, you want to keep things simple. So if you're planning to travel, Make sure you're not engaging in complicated connections. Give yourself space for any potential delays and setbacks in your travel layovers or connections.
1: So you said um, Mercury retrogrades any May 18th, I believe. Did you say, I thought you said May 9th.
0: Let me look. May 14th. May May 14th. 14th.
1: Good, because I'm going on my trip on May 18th.
0: Well, I need to tell you something. I don't know. Yes, um, there's a period called the shadow period of Mercury God retrograde. God damn it. Carol? No, there isn't. <laughs> there is. No. And astrologists say that before Mercury retrograde starts and right after, a couple of days surrounding that period of time are called shadow days. And so you'll still be slightly under the influence of Mercury retrograde. So even four days um, later? yeah up to four or five days later yes so but typically the worst of it is over so knock on wood i know you like that i've got everything set i've got my airfare i've got
1: my car rental good i've got my place to stay that's awesome nothing's gonna stop me nothing
0: that's good yeah. And I would just say, you know, that's what you do. You just make sure that you're prepared way in advance. You double check everything before you leave. When did retrograde start? April 21st. Oh
1: man. I just finalized all of my car rental stuff the other day. Do you think Good. that's in jeopardy? Cause I did it during mercury retrograde.
0: No, I think I think uh, that's what it wants you to do. Double check everything, so you're you're under the law of doing what Mercury retrograde wants you to do. Okay, um, you might even want to take your car in for an electrical and battery check, maybe a tune-up, and always have a backup system for saving important documents, like on your computer or phone. I always like to do an upload to the cloud or do you know with important stuff right before any Mercury retrograde period. Um, astrologers do say the further you can make plans away from the start and ending of these dates are better because like I said of the shadow period and always assume just assume during this time your meetings will fall through or get delayed something will always come up Okay. Often it's something that you really were banking on as a sure thing like a new job might throw in an unexpected twist like a postponed new start date Mm. or there might be miscommunication regarding the details of a contract that you need to go and revisit again. Mm -hmm. I've also found that people during this time period will return to an old job title or industry during this. Oh interesting um, period of time. Yeah. The current Mercury retrograde period of April 21st through May 14th affects the earth signs of the zodiac more than any other because it is occurring in the sign of Taurus. The other two earth signs are Capricorn and Virgo. You will need to be extra careful to communicate asking questions to make sure if everyone understands what you are saying. Some people take these retrogrades so seriously, they cancel their travel plans and hide under the covers. (sighs) But that is really extreme, in my opinion. After all, this phenomenon does happen several times a year, every single year, and you can't live your life in fear, can you?
1: No. But didn't Nancy Reagan and Ronald Reagan use Mm -hmm. astrology in the White
0: House? That's well, you definitely can use astrology to time things. Like for example, in mortgages, I would I would hope that most people wouldn't, you know, sign for their new home during a Mercury retrograde. It, it typically is a messy process. Oh, yeah. Like they're late to their appointment or oh, geez. something they have to something come back and through. sign a document they missed mm. at the title company or something like that. So anything that is very serious purchase for you try and put it off just don't buy anything related to travel or electronics and really just over communicate during this time it's really the best time to reassess things versus executing on a new goal or big change in your life and every time mercury goes retrograde it hovers in a different sign and the effects are always a bit different so our current one will require extra attention to our checkbook or bills associated with our house, anything pertaining to financial transactions and contracts. So make sure that you're aware, like with our credit union, our credit union said, make sure you pay early because they're doing a system upgrade and you right. won't have access to certain yes, things. I saw that email. That mm-hmm. is during Mercury retrograde. Interesting. So. Someone should really tell them not to do it. Not to do that. Like it's not going to go well for them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bad idea. Who advised them? I'm really wondering. You know
1: what? You should offer your skills. I really should.
0: Financial astrology Mm consultant
1: and and people,
0: banks can hire
1: you to help them.
0: I would be great at that. Thank you. you you. Thanks for advertising me, Yeah, sure. So the next Mercury retrograde from August 23rd to September 14th will be in the sign of Virgo. So you will want to pay special attention in that time to anything involving details with planning your daily routine and habits. Virgos are perfectionists usually. So um, Mercury loves this sign and uh it's a natural fit for the nature of virgo so when it comes to the details you'll just want to thank anything that virgo rules you'll want to be you know paying attention to okay i always think too in this sign mercury is more benefic so i don't think um during the period of august 23rd to september 14th it'll be as big of a deal okay it helps people during this time to make a very detailed schedule or plan of their goals and everyday tasks You might even be inspired to redo your planner or any system that keeps you organized. While many people feel astrology is a bunch of bull, and since retrograde is just an illusion, some say maybe it is just our perspective changes when something is perceived as reversing and the planet as a symbol will represent special meaning to the collective However, the phenomenon of Mercury retrograde was one of my main patterns that I noticed and convinced me that there was something to the influence of planets and astrology happening in my life. You know, the stars. I I could not believe how many times Holly, my computer at work, would just give me the screen of death, or the mail was just lost without any explanation during these times of retrograde periods. Mm. However. I also really appreciated the chance to improve a situation during Mercury retrograde. Typically when you can have a period to revise and reflect, it can benefit you so much than just executing something important on a first draft attempt. Yeah. So it really forces you to slow down. Okay. Which I really like. Be careful. Proceed mm-hmm. with caution. Stories from people say they've had exes come back into the picture. Things they started during the retrograde tend to fizzle out or they have to be delayed until new perspectives are gained. Hmm. According to MSN.com, there are three zodiac signs who might have an old ex come back into their lives for closure or a second chance during this April 23rd to May 14th retrograde cycle. Hmm. Those signs are, drumroll, Aries, Capricorn, and Sagittarius. And Aquarius. Oh, darn it. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> most of the time, a return of old flames is a hard no Yeah, for most people. Right. I'd say I so. I mean, but I think it's good for people who need a chance for final closure. I yeah. think that's really good. Yeah. And for those of you who really want to know... If that old flame has changed, can hit Holly and us up for a tarot reading That's on right. our website. We'll let you know. Did you know the magician card number one in the major arcana is associated with the planet Mercury? Yes. Yeah. It's also um, rules of zodiac signs of Gemini and Virgo. The magician is typically a powerful manifester who can create with his words, his spells, his mantras, mm-hmm. and typically wins any argument. Yeah. So when you see that in your deck during Mercury Retrograde, know that you will be victorious. Nice, good. You will be coming out ahead in beating Mercury Retrograde at its games. Take that, Mercury. I also saw the cutest gift that you can buy somebody who's going through this tough period. Birthdate.co. They have these wonderful candles. They have a special limited edition candle for going through mercury retrograde it's actually says survive mercury retrograde 2023 brilliant it's wonderful and these are great candles they um they're made out of all natural soy and coconut wax and it's just got these wonderful, soothing aromas of bloomed lavender with sage. Oh, and uh, inside the candle, you can discover a carnelian crystal. Oh, wow. That helps dispel the negative energies oh. from, you know, Mercury retrograde. So guys, I'm going to include in our credits a link where you can purchase this limited edition special candle. I did reach out to the company to see if they would provide us a discount for our listeners. I have not heard back yet, but if they do, I'll also have that up there with you. Uh, so you can order this and the price um, is anywhere from 48 to 42 depending depending um, on what you get.
1: I think we should take some of those carnelian crystals and take them out to cow pastures. Do you remember um, oh. a couple of years ago when I we did the story on the cow mutilations in eastern Oregon, central yes. eastern Oregon?
0: That was sad. Yes. It was
1: sad. Well, it turns out, Carol, that they're, they're still happening. Oh no. Just not in Oregon now. They're happening in Texas. They found a bunch of cows recently. Yes, we saw that TikTok video. Yeah. I think I sent to you um, where these cows were showing up and they've been mutilated. There's been no blood found around them. Um, Body parts were removed like their tons and parts of their mouth. And in some cases, their um, reproductive organs, genitalia, that type of thing. But they were alone. They uh, there was no tracks or footprints around the cows, and there was no blood. And everything that was taken from the cow was removed surgically with surgical precision, or looked that way. Yeah. And scavengers, like other animals, do not eat these cows. They've been out there for weeks, and they don't
0: touch them. I think that is so strange. It's so weird because it tells me that the carcass is diseased, There's, or the animals know wrong. something is abnormal with these I agree. cows.
1: I think we should do a tarot reading on this and mm-hmm. see what's what's going on with the Texas cows. If it's the same as we we decided for In the Oregon cows, if we do think that um, I don't some remember. groups behind
0: it or if it's alien yeah. activity,
1: yeah. What's going on there? Yeah,
0: yeah, I think we last time we came up with that maybe it was um, a science experiment with yeah. some group trying to get free cow material without having to buy cows from right. these ranchers because they're very expensive. They're
1: expensive. Cows are expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It'll be interesting to see what we get for the Texas cows. We'll read on that. We'll be right back. Let's do it. All right, Carol. What'd you come um, up with? I got, I'm using that uh, Greek mythology deck, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got the Five of Pentacles. I got the star and I got the six of pentacles. So one thing I used, I do sometimes when I'm doing tarot readings, I'll say, okay, if the answer is this, I want this card. If the answer is that, I want that card. Mm-hmm. So I said, if the answer, if this is like a bullshit manipulation, something, it's a lie, this mm-hmm. isn't really even going on. I'd like to see the seven of wands. Um, I'm sorry, no, the seven of swords, seven of swords, mm-hmm. because that's usually the card of uh, manipulation. Yeah. If it's aliens, I would like to see the star.
0: Mm-hmm. And you drew the star. I drew the star. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going towards aliens. And so the five of pentacles to me, which is the first card I drew is the theft of whatever they're taking from the cows. Yeah. Um, that's them being sneaky, coming in at the dead of night and getting what they need to whatever, for whatever reason, they're taking these animal parts. Yeah. The star tells me that that is, um, alien activity because that's what I asked for when I did my, my shuffling and that it's going to be ascended up towards the heavens and space and I end with the Six of Pentacles, I believe that they are bringing these body parts to some other- Location? Wa- well, race or mm-hmm. or entity that needs it that's above them, and it's a barter situation. Interesting. That perhaps they're in a situation where they have to produce these goods because they are under strain from this other race is, is mm-hmm. controlling them, or they're using it to trade. That's what I would say is going on. Or they need it for um, like kind of a um Six of Pentacles as a charity card. So perhaps they need it for some yeah. other kind of resource Cool to give to people who or uh, aliens mm-hmm. that need it. That's what I think is going on. What do you get? What'd you get?
0: Well, I almost reshuffled my cards because typically I don't get, cards from all the same suit and in this case i got all wands and wands to me represent discovery okay um embarking on adventures and Mm -hmm. getting ideas and a lot of times in realms of science we we see a lot of wand cards well the first card i drew is the three of wands which i believe that's the the showing you know they're waiting on more information they're trying to have people come forward with news so that they know they have more to investigate right mm, now. There's right. just no evidence, right. really. Right. Um, the Seven of Wands is really interesting because with the Impressionist Tarot, it, it talked about the painter, um, Edward Manet M M A N E T. Okay. And he does the painting of the Seven of Wands. What's interesting is that he came down with syphilis and had to have his left leg amputated. that's interesting. Um, It was diseased with gangrene. And to me, that is interesting because I'm thinking maybe I'm looking at the symbology of this as being they're finding something wrong with the cows themselves in the future. Like there's a health problem that they're trying to fix and figure out. And astrology wise, it's Mars in Leo. And Mars is the red planet of energy and assertion. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: Leo is all about procreation and creativity. So perhaps it has something to do with um, reproduction. Okay. That Um, makes
1: sense. You're taking the reproduction parts.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And then the nine of wands, I believe, is the deliberate attempt. This is basically a question of survival. Um, This is why they're doing it and they're doing it in a way that's not, um, well, it's sneaky, right? But it is a matter of life and death. So that's why they're doing it. Um, Are
1: we going to have cow alien hybrids? I didn't ask that question, (laughs) but I do believe
0: it is pointing to possibly surviving, um, making, making something, a population survive or a group of people. So that could be us. It could be a benevolent uh, experiment happening that we don't know about for our future Hmm. well-being. Yeah, Um, Or it might be just being able to come up with something that's going on with the cows to help them, you know, reproduce better in the future. Right. Right. Um, So who knows, but it's very odd. That is odd. We'll have to keep trying and See what we can find. I love the fact that you came up with the star card with yours.
1: Yeah, I thought, well, that's I was thinking that as I was shuffling and I got the star. I'm like, oh, and I think that the last time we did the reading on this, I asked, is it aliens? And I got the Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver and aliens card because yeah, I was moving in mo- movie tarot. Yeah, I'm like, it must be aliens. Though. It's aliens.
0: <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Oh yeah, everybody,
1: it's aliens. Watch the skies. You're right. Yeah. Well, we'll check it back in with you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. In fact i use the rws deck now all the time but i need i needed the mythic tarot to really help me build a finition no oh, fuck me
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. okay like two girls one cup <laughs> okay,
1: there you go there's cut, that cut that josh that, <laughs> that's the, that's not necessary
0: as the flames die down do remain unbearable Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted.
1: Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to Fireside at gmail.com. And you may hear it on a future episode.